Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. We're going to try to help you today, our members of your family as well. Here's our guest, Anuradha Dial Guledi. Her book is called Heal Your Ancestral Roots. Anu, welcome to the program. Thank you, George. Thank you for having me on your show. You have the longest name I've ever tried to pronounce, by the way. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's both my last name, my husband's last name, and a long first name as well. You uh, started off in economics. You have a Ph.D. in economics. How did you get involved in uh, transformational work? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a linear path, and I think at some level it was meant to happen. Because when it did, it happened in a very, very traumatic way. I had a health problem, and I had to go into the ER. And, you know, I came out thinking, this is it. Get back to my life as usual. But then one night, out of nowhere, I had to go back into the ER. Oh, jeez. And I remember feeling really scared at that time. Did you think this was it? You know... I thought, I don't know what's happening, but I didn't have this feeling like that feeling of despair. But when I had to go in the third time, that's when I started to feel like the sense of despair sweeping over me. Yeah. And, you know, am I going to get come out? Am I going to be okay? And I could tell from the doctors around me that they didn't really know what was going on. But I had a very dear friend, and she was into alternative methods of healing, And she came to see me in the hospital, 
and she held my hand, and she looked at me, and she said, Anu, how many times are you going to go through this? What is it going to take you to change? And her words still ring in my ears today. And I literally willed myself out of the hospital. And that's when I started to explore alternative methods of healing. Was she convinced you were doing this to yourself? She had this, she had this amazing Chinese medicine doctor that she knew. And she had been talking about him for a long time. And when I started to get sick, when I went into the ER the first time, when I went in a second time, she was like, you need to go see him. And I was like, no, 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 I'm going to see the doctors. Like, I know what's going on. And, you know, this is just too far out. But, of course, you know, things make you change. You get hit on the head, and you're like, what do I need to do differently? And so I found this amazing Chinese medicine doctor, and I also discovered flower essences. And those two things together changed the trajectory of my life. And I think more important than that, George, that whole incident when I looked back, it showed me how important hope is in our lives. And that's what led me to do the work I do today. Because I really want people to recognize that no matter what's going on, they are never powerless. Now, the subtitle of your book, Anu, is Release the Family Patterns That Hold You Back. What does that mean? It's the idea that, you know, how you might really sometimes want something in your life, like a relationship or personal success, professional success, a career goal, and you feel like you're doing your best, you're working your hardest at it, but something just feels stuck. It's as if what you want feels elusive despite your best efforts. And so what I want to share with people is that what you're feeling, the problem you're dealing with may not have originated with you. And these are the ancestral energies that are making their presence felt And they show up in these patterns of feeling stuck in certain areas of your life. And that's why I wrote the book, because I wanted people to have this roadmap or guide in how they could identify and release these patterns. Was it an easy transition for you, Anu, to go from economics to where we are today? I think there's two parts to it. The first part was, you know, being an economist, You're trained to look at a problem. You're trained to search for a solution. You're looking at patterns. And so when I was starting to listen to clients and I was listening to them, listening, you know, in between the lines for what they're feeling, where are these patterns showing up, what are the emotional patterns, where have these patterns existed before, Uh, you know, being an economist sort of laid the groundwork. It perhaps laid the seeds of what I was going to do later because I started to look for getting to the roots of the problem that people were facing. But the other challenge was that the work I was doing was so far out. So for a long time, I just hid it from people. I hid it from the academic world, my academic colleagues, people who knew me. I was like, I don't want anyone to find me um, and know what I'm doing. So it took a long time to integrate these different parts of my life. Do you think they would have freaked out if they knew what you were up to? 
yes, for sure. And as the book comes out, there are people who are really getting to see what I've been doing all these years who didn't know. Well, explain exactly what is an energy practitioner and transformational coach. So as an as the kind of energy practice that I do, it's, um, you know, at some level, everything is energy, which is essentially a kind of frequency. And in the work I'm doing, I'm looking at emotions as an energetic frequency and In terms of family, we see family as an energy field. And what is it an energy of? It is the energy of unresolved emotions, things that are unresolved. Um, And yet at the same time, it is a field of ancestors, not just your parents, grandparents, but in many traditions it's considered that this, energy field goes back up to seven generations before you. And this affects you. So that's the kind of energy we're talking about. The energy of emotions, the energy of unresolved feelings, of unresolved wanting to make amends for for what might have happened. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. How do you tap into this to help heal people? So, you know, the longest healing journey, George, is really from the head to the heart. Because at the intellectual level, you know, you can understand a lot of things. You can recognize maybe, you know, say, for instance, you get angry fast or you tend to, you know, have some other issues. But then to go intellectually to shifting the emotions that are causing that behavior or causing that response pattern, you know, whether it's stress eating, whatever it could be, that is a really long journey. And we often don't have the tools for it. I mean, there's a lot of emphasis on meditation, mindfulness, but even then, what can we do that really supports us? And that's where I feel like I use flower essences as a healing modality, and I find those really allow for change to happen in a very gentle, gradual way, but they actually create change. Are you at liberty, Anu, to tell us what was wrong with you when you went in the hospital three times? Well, I had had a miscarriage. And when I had to go in a second time, the my gynecologist um, said, you know, something had been left inside. But in 25 years of practicing, she had said it had never happened before. Ah. And when I went in the third time, they really didn't know why I was in there. They couldn't tell me what was wrong because I just, I was bleeding heavily, um, but they didn't know what was wrong. Now, with this transformational ability, how did you stop all that? Well, at that time, I went to the Chinese medicine doctor, uh-huh. and he's the one who, you know, assured me that I was going to get okay. And he started me on a herbal regimen, and that's when I started to heal because I was in a very fragile place, you know, from grief, from loss, from fear. There was a lot of emotion. Was it the herbs that healed you, or was it your mental ability that healed you? It started with the herbs, and I started to get better. And there was also a little Store. I used to drive past it on the way to and from work. And I had moved to from Washington, D.C. to Chicago 
to be with my husband, to follow his career. So I had given up my own job. I had given up work that I really loved doing. So I'd lost my support network, my friends, and I'd moved. And I was carrying all of these feelings of resentment, of bitterness. I was really busy because, you know, as a mother, as a spouse, as volunteering in the school, I was doing all of those things. But I was at some level just really angry and unhappy. And when I walked into the store, they had these little bottles at the back of the wall. And I remember asking the woman who worked there, you know, what are these? And she asked me how I was feeling. And it was a really Hmm. long time since someone had asked me or really wanted to know anything about how I was feeling. And she explained what these essences were. And when I started to take them, I started to feel this shift. I started to feel those feelings of anger, of resentment, you know, start to shift. I, my spirits lifted. I could feel like I could engage now with my life. And that is what really got me hooked onto flower essences because I discovered how powerful they were. How many people do you think are walking around out there right now with a chip on their shoulder and they just, they're not happy? I think a lot of us are not happy. In fact, actually, there were, you know, researchers at the University of Glasgow in Scotland, and um, they said there are four primary emotions, fear, anger, sadness, and joy. And I think a lot of times we want joy, but we're really circling in the first three. By By not having joy, can you get sick? I think so. This is what I believe. And it's not just joy. It's having peace, contentment, acceptance, harmony, forgiveness, gratitude. It's a whole range of emotions. It's expanding our emotional spectrum from, you know, a very narrow range to much bigger range. Do negative people bother you? I don't like to be around them. You know, um, I couldn't uh, be around negative people before. It really bothered me, but not now, because I see their negativity coming out of something, something that needs to be seen, needs to be expressed. So it doesn't bother me anymore. But I bet you would rather not be around them than be. Yes, I would rather not huh. be around them. But when I earlier where my energy used to drop, now I can maintain and protect my energy. And I think that's been a big shift. Give us an example of how you've been able to help people heal. And heal is not just physical, it's also mental, isn't it? In fact, actually, because I trained in the U.S. with flower essences, We don't actually say that they work at a physical level, but we can say that they work at an emotional level. Mm -hmm. And to explain actually how this works in conjunction with ancestral healing, maybe I can just share a story about a client. Sure. No names necessary. No. Unless it's a big star and we want to know who it was. Yeah. Uh, So... 
I had this woman, this really lovely woman, and she called me from Canada because she'd heard about my work and what I was doing. And she called me because her son had called her and said that he was going to quit his job. And she was really upset because she, she recognized that this was an ancestral pattern. She was the primary breadwinner in her family. Her two daughters were the primary breadwinners in their family. And as we talked, she realized that this pattern extended back to her mother and her grandmother, maternal grandmother. Now, there's nothing wrong with a woman being a primary breadwinner, but it was that the men were not really carrying their weight in the relationship. Uh That was the issue. And as we talked, she discovered she was carrying these feelings towards, you know, her father, her grandfather, her son-in-law, like these, this anger, this resentment, and also feeling of shame. So what we started to do is to shift those emotions, work with releasing them, and also working with her ancestral energy field by honoring her ancestors. And also stopping trying to fix her son, trying to let it go. And as she started doing the practice, as she started taking the essences, she started to shift. And as she started to do this, she became much more peaceful. And then one day her son called her and he said, Mom, I just want to let you know I've gone back to work and I don't know what I was thinking. I never want to do this again. Now, she was thrilled. And don't get me wrong, I was thrilled. But when I heard the words, I don't know what came over me. I never want to do this again. That, to me, was a sign that the family energy had shifted. The pattern had shifted. And that's how powerful I feel this work can be, that people can heal their family patterns What's been going on for decades, generations? When it shifts, does it shift in a big way? So in the case of this young man, it shifted. He He went back to work. But, you know, at some level, all these shifts, they don't make a big sound. You have to notice them. It's very quiet. Gradual sometimes? It takes time to shift depending on the extent to which, you know, we underestimate the power we have. She didn't do anything. She didn't ask anyone else to change. She changed, and then the world around her changed. Fascinating. How many people are practicing this? What what do you mean by how many people are practicing? In, In terms of percents. Are there many doctors like yourself or professionals like yourself? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I think um, a long time ago when I got certified, I was told that there were about 400 in the world. But I think since then it's much more. It must be much, much more now. And what do you mean by discovering transgenerational patterns that might get in our way? What are they? I think when you start to notice what is sort of stuck in your life, and you look and see whether this is a pattern in your life, 
and then start to explore, like, who did this happen to before me? Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich man Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts it's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.